a webinar of the realities of applying abroad. We'll just give a couple of minutes for other attendees to join in. Okay, I think we are good to start. Good evening once again, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for our session of realities of applying abroad. My name is Nanad Gosavi. I'm the business development executive for admission specialist. I would like to start the presentation. Here is the content of today's webinar. We'll like to introduce you to admission specialist. We'll then introduce you to our today's presenters. We can then move on to the college list, how to finalize a college list. Then we would talk a bit about profile building. And we would then move on to the worst fears a student faces during his application process. And we would conclude it by plan and prepare, where we will discuss the timelines which are to be taken into consideration. Speaking about admission specialist, 
we are a niche virtual counsel, uh, counseling service which provides customized application support for students who are looking to pursue higher education and job opportunities abroad. We have built strong relationships with 45 schools and 30 colleges in India. We have organized 40 webinars, 15 workshops, and more than 2,000 one-on-one sessions. 98% of our students have gotten into one of their dream universities, which include Yale, Cornell, UPenn, UChicago, Cambridge, London School of Economics, UToronto, ISB, IE, and a lot more. I would also like you. I, I would also like to introduce you all to our founder, Mrs. Priyanka Bhatia, who is a journalist by profession. She's a passionate educator and has built relationships with more than 45 schools around the world, around around India. I'm so sorry. And more and all of her students have got into one of their dream colleges around the world. I would like Priyanka, ma'am, to uh, join in and speak further. Thank you so much, Nenad. Good evening, all my dear children. I truly hope that today is going to be a major takeaway for you. I was just thinking one of my favorite students, in fact, two of my favorite students are presenting today, and this is when we are not allowed to have favorites. But um, like Nenad told you, what admission specialist is trying to do is hopefully bring you one step, one inch closer to your college. We all dream of colleges. We all dream of going abroad to study. But to get in there, to, you have to do a certain amount of work. And nobody can tell you better than students themselves. So let me introduce you to Prothiti and Tanisha. Let's go to Prothiti, who's a little senior to Tanisha. So Prothiti is at Carnegie Mellon. But before that, she had an incredible journey where she's done her ICSC. She's done her HSC. Um, I don't even need to know this write-up because I know her so well. This child was also preparing for IIT and was at Pace IIT. And um, thank God her school guidance counselor managed to convince her to apply to U.S. And that changed her life and my life. Um, Prasiti also was a national level swimmer. And after getting into Carnegie Mellon, she has used her lockdown to co-found a non-profit called Aspire for her, where I'm a mentor. You must look it up. It's absolutely amazing the kind of work they're doing. She's also done a software internship at Expertify Skills Tech. I don't know what it is. She'll explain it to you. Um, a little about Tanisha. Tanisha is, you can move on, Ninath, to Tanisha now. Nina, do you want to move to the next screen? So Tanisha, one of those beautiful, sensitive students who IB has, thank God, not managed to touch and make her hard and coarse and overly rigored. She has managed to maintain her sensitivity and softness. Tanisha is one of those funny girls where we told her, Tanisha, can we help her with your essay? And she says, you know what, auntie, I think I need to help other kids. I'll work on my essay later. But it's good kids who get to learn good skills and get to go to good colleges and Tanisha is one of them. She applied to 10 or 11 colleges and I think she got into 9 or 10 of them. So this girl's obviously done very well for herself. Sensitive as always. You'll obviously see her doing psychology, applied psychology. She's also done an internship at the Women's Network. So all three of us here are kind of feminists if you can use the word feminist for us. She was also a youth advocate. 
So without much ado, remember everything here is happening for y'all. Keep asking questions on the question board that you see on the side, but they will choose to answer them only at the end of the presentation. We do a lot such webinars. We'll share with you our Insta and our Facebook handle. You must, must, must remember to like and follow us because all of this is free resources. We'll have you reach out to all kinds of children, all kinds of mentors, even admissions officers from the top colleges. So don't forget that. And over to Tanisha. Tanisha, you can start the rolling on now. Drum roll for Tanisha here. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Tanisha. And um, as uh, Priyanka Aunty mentioned, um, I'm an, uh, I'm a freshman at NYU. So I was on a gap semester and I'm actually about to start college um, in the next few days. And I'm majoring in applied psychology. And um, I just want to take like two minutes to introduce myself a little more. So um, during my gap semester, I got involved with um, you know, marketing and communications roles at different nonprofits. So then um, I realized that I'm really interested ultimately in working in the field of human rights, um, but maybe um, in a communications or marketing role. So my major is applied psychology. And um, I'm currently um, thinking of minoring in peace and conflict studies and marketing. So um, that's just about me. Um, if you guys have any questions, just leave them in the chat. And now we're going to start talking about how I shortlisted colleges. So the first thing that I want to say, and it's written on the slide as well, is that if you're confused about where to go, don't feel pressure to figure it all out. The application process itself is a learning process. And I honestly can't emphasize this enough because when you see people from the outside, you think that everyone's, you know, got everything figured out and, you know, they're so planned. They're going to this college. Their life is set or whatever, but it couldn't be further from the truth. Everyone during like my college application process, all hundred of us in our grade were just constantly stressed and we just didn't know what we were doing most of the time. So that's completely normal. Just don't feel pressured to think that, oh, you know, this one's like, looks like, you know, they've got their life planned out and I'm not at that stage. So just don't focus on other people. Just look at your journey because um, you don't always know what everyone else is going through. So just don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. So um, in terms of um, the bullet points that are there, I just wrote these down because these this is like the methodology that I used um, for shortlisting my colleges. So I decided to apply to um, three different countries. I applied to the U.S., I applied to Canada and the U.K. because when I was applying, I was really confused about what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. Um, also because I decided to apply abroad like pretty late, like I think I was convinced that I was going to go abroad like first semester after IB which was like mid 11th grade so then I was suddenly realizing that I had all of this stuff to get together but um so I think that this process really helped me as someone who was kind of confused and like had didn't have like complete knowledge about how the U.S. system worked and how um different colleges around the world worked and um just sort of figuring out my interests. So the first thing is decide the area or the course you want to pursue. So now this is very specific, I think, to the U.S., uh, sorry, to the U.K. and Canada, because if you do apply for a specific course, and you can't switch out of that. So if you are applying to um, U.K. and Canada, make sure you know exactly which degree you want and um, what 
major you want so sometimes you may want to study computer science but it's really weird so they have like a bachelor of arts of computer science some colleges have a bachelor of science so if the degree itself is important to you make sure you pay attention to that as well so just sort of narrow down the different fields like two or three majors that you may be interested in and then start looking at colleges and also decide the number of colleges and the countries you want to apply to i think this is the most important because dealing with the different systems in different countries um it's like you really need to compartmentalize and approach all of them differently so if you're sure you're only applying to the us then it's fine you need to only understand one system and work for that but if it's uk you need to understand suppose oxbridge if you choose to apply there or um any of the other systems and how they work in personal statement it's a bit different and in terms of the number of colleges so my school put a limit on applying to 12 colleges and um so i did apply to 12 but honestly even applying to 12 it sounds like a lesser number when you're going into it but when you write your essays and everything you'll realize it's actually a lot and um you don't need so many colleges because i mean if you end up applying to like 20 colleges you're going to be just stressing yourself out about more applications and then you won't be putting your best application forward to each of the colleges so also consider that don't just apply to like every college just because you just want to see what happens you really need to just sit down with yourself and decide um like a realistic amount to apply to and yeah so the next thing that this i think this is something that really helped me and this is something that my counselor uh, Jamie actually suggested I accept you and i think this was by far like the most helpful thing write down a list of the five most important things to you in a college so for me when shortlisting colleges in the US i was sure that i didn't want to apply to any college in a red state um because that sort of political climate just didn't make me feel safe um and didn't align with my values but whatever that's another thing um so that was one criteria even climate was another criteria because i don't do too well with the cold um i get really lazy also so i just didn't want to do that um and the other criteria was just getting like a good academic fit and by that i don't mean just having like the major or um you know the course i wanted to pursue it was more about the opportunities that came with the major the degree itself and um how the college um has designed that degree does it have a core curriculum does it have um like this liberal arts nature is it interdisciplinary how many electives am i allowed to take like really just when you think about academic fit you need to like break it down and consider all of these things as well so writing down the five most important things things to you is the most important to determining like your fit and what's the best place for you So then you just obviously the next logical thing is to research colleges based on that criteria and um you can use like niche and other tools but also like my counselor was really helpful because I sent this to him and then he would send recommendations and I was someone who wasn't very familiar with the US system so I that really helped me personally and um again rankings and fit now i understand um the importance of rankings obviously if you're spending so much on an education abroad you want to get like a valuable degree from a good institution but at the same time in my opinion i do think that there should be a balance between the two because you do want to go to a good institution but at the same time you don't want to go to a place that stresses you out so much that 
you're, all you're doing over there is just studying because if you wanted to do that, there was no point of going abroad in the first place, right? If you are going to the US and you're just going to sit in your dorm and just study the entire time, it just makes no sense because you're letting go of so many other opportunities that are there. So also consider the kind of academic environment you want. For me, my high school was really competitive and I realized that I didn't thrive in that environment. That's not something I enjoyed. So um, I took that into consideration and just practically knocked out any like very academically competitive school because I just felt it wouldn't be a good fit for me. And then talking to relevant people. So this includes when counselors like the admission officers come to your school, talk to them. It's always good to network. This is something that I was very shy about and I thought it would make no difference because they met hundreds of people. But I've seen like with my peers, it did make a difference in some cases and it never hurts to just introduce yourself. So don't be shy about that. You're going to apply to college like mostly once only unless, I mean, you do it for postgrad, but like you're going to apply to college once. Just make sure you put your best put forward at all times so talking to seniors talking to people who are currently there to understand their experience um, applying and in the college itself all of that is really important because sometimes you have an image of the college sitting at your home here but then when you actually go there it may or may not be um, similar or it it may be different than what people expected so understanding that is also important and the next point so I made so many spreadsheets and I felt like it helped me a lot because um, I was able to organize everything and just compartmentalize my thoughts at a time when so I was doing IB at a time when like you know we had all of these extended essays and IAs due there was just so much going on that just referring back to a spreadsheet and knowing what literally what page I was on with the rest of the people and what was going on was um, like really important and the criteria that I mentioned before, those five most important things, make a spreadsheet with that and also um, write down each college and just put um, the criteria on one side and the colleges here. And you can put like 20, 30 of them and then go on shortlisting after that. And the next thing is decide if you want to apply early decision, um, restricted early action or early action. So these are just ways you apply earlier to the colleges which I think the deadline is around November 1st or October 15th for most of them and um, if you do apply ED um, that means it's a binding agreement you can't um, go to any other place if you get in so this is something that I really considered and I realized that my reason for wanting to apply ED was that I'm not going to get into any other college so I was going to ED one of my safeties or like safety target schools just because I was so scared that I wouldn't get into college and I was letting go of this opportunity to you know because EDs have higher acceptance rates so I was really scared but then my counselor helped me realize that you know that's not the right reason um, to ED somewhere your passion isn't going to show through in the application because you're not passionate about that school so if you do ED don't do it for the wrong reasons because you're stuck in that firstly if you do get in and secondly your happiness also matters once you go to that place I mean God knows what's going to happen so just make sure you really research the school and don't fall into the hype with everyone else eating and feeling like you have to you can take a chance on yourself and do regular decision as well so then the last point is setting deadlines for yourself this is by far the most important so um, what my school did is that it followed they had their own internal deadlines, which were way earlier than um, 
the college deadlines itself. And the reason they did that was to account for any mistakes that we might have made in sending the application and to also account for um, the processing time of these applications because sometimes you send your materials and they take like two days to be registered in the portal and stuff. So if your school doesn't do that, definitely look at the deadlines that are there for ED, for submitting your essays, for submitting your financial documents, set earlier deadlines. And then um, Jamie, my counselor, and I, we um, sat down and we made even earlier deadlines for the first draft of the essay, the second draft of the essay, and so on and so forth, so that we were always in line with my school's deadlines. So then that way we submitted materials way earlier and when I was submitting it, I felt like I was putting my best application forward because it had gone through so many revisions in a very systematic way. Um, so we can move on to the next slide now. Yeah, so I wanted to keep a separate slide for this. I'm going to just elaborate a bit on this. I'm not going to take up too much time but the importance of finding the right fit and I know that everyone talks about the idea of the right fit and everyone's like you know don't only look at rankings but I just want to get down to why um, like breaking down this idea of the fit and why it's really important. So firstly in terms of fit you also need to consider um, the college core curriculums and um, other considerations. So for example, what this means is that some colleges have this liberal arts core curriculum, which means that regardless of your major, you have to do like one science class, one social science class, one philosophy class, etc. And a lot of my friends sort of realized that once they came to college and they started and they realized they couldn't in their first semester pick any class they want. So if that's something that you completely don't want, if you're someone who just wants to be away from social sciences or away from sciences and you never want to do that after school again, make sure you consider that and make sure that um, you look into that before you apply and before you commit to a school because um, that will have impacts on your happiness and obviously your GPA if that's not something you do well with. And Secondly, academic pressure. So for me, what I realized was that, as I mentioned before, my school was extremely competitive and I didn't want that environment at all. Um, I realized I like healthy competition, but it was just too toxic at that point. And um, so something that I this was the first thing I told my counselor, I said that I don't I don't want to apply to any school that's very academically rigorous or Ivy Leagues for that matter, not that I would have gotten in or something if I would have applied, but just that that was something that was a very clear um, like no for me from the beginning. That was the first thing that I said because that's not something I do well with and I realized that I wanted the opportunity to grow and to learn in a more slow-paced environment than in school. So now this comes to the third point of growth and learning potential. So what I want to talk about here is that um, during my time of deciding where to go to college, I was deciding between NYU and UBC, which is the University of British Columbia in Canada. So I had a scholarship there as well. And um, UBC was also pretty good for psychology. So I was considering going there instead. And also I was like, oh, it's like, you know, a slow paced environment. It's Canada. Everything's nice. But then um I had a lot of discussions about this. I took like a month to decide. But then I ultimately realized that 
you know, New York, I was intimidated by it because everyone was like, it's a very cutthroat city. Like, you know, you won't survive. Like, even NYU doesn't have, like, the specific campus. So you have to be very well integrated with the city. But I realized that the whole point of going abroad and going to college is to have this sort of opportunity to grow and learn beyond the person you are today. And at UBC, it would be completely comfortable for me and I'm pretty sure that I would have loved my life there. But at the same time, I think I'd probably grow more at NYU because I'd be exposed to so much more and I'd be dealing with so many more uncomfortable things. I'd have to be more loud. I'd have to be, you know, speaking up for myself, which is not something that comes easily to me. But I found that my confidence, at least in the past six months, because I've joined on-campus clubs and stuff, even though I was on my gap semester, I have found it has increased my confidence so much. I'm able to talk like right now as well, which I probably wouldn't have been able to do eight months ago. Um, so I definitely think that you should consider that as well. Um, and in terms of the next point, which is unique opportunities. So at NYU, another decision, um, another reason I made that decision was that at NYU, my major was applied psychology. So what that meant is that I had this one year internship requirement, which is this graduation requirement. So I had to do a one year internship at a nonprofit before um, I graduated. So that would be my CPT and it wouldn't count towards my OPT. So and I would also get a STEM OPT extension if I wanted because um my major my degree is a Bachelor of Science and at UBC it was a Bachelor of Arts and it was just a normal psychology degree. Whereas in applied psychology, you don't talk about the theoretical parts of psychology. You talk about the more applications. So suppose family dynamics. You talk about um other issues in the community that people are facing so you see the application of it around the people like in the people around you and um after doing psychology and ib had done a lot of theories i was inclined towards applied psychology more so i think consider that as well if you want to look at these sort of unique opportunities or look at the degree make sure you look at the other opportunities that your major offers as well um, because I feel like that was a big reason that I chose my college at the end. So now we can move on. Yeah, so building my profile. So this also came like at a very late stage for me. So this was like the end of 11th grade. Um, and um, this, I think, is something that my counselor again helped with a lot because I was just pretty much very lost and confused and stressed during this process. So um, what I did, uh, what I realized was that colleges prefer depth because at the last minute I was like, I'm, I don't think I've done anything in life, you know, like I was totally panicking. But the thing is that even the smallest things which don't seem to be like traditional activities, you can mention them as on your profile as well. And they and colleges prefer depth means that they would rather that you do something consistently for five years than you just get an internship for two weeks and put it on your profile because it's from, you know, a really prestigious place or something. Because that shows commitment, that shows resilience, it shows a ton of other qualities depending on the kind of activity it is. And if you just do a two-week internship, they know that no one in high school gets internships because of your ability or whatever it's always through connections because um that's just how it is so it's not gonna be something that's gonna be this wow factor for them so always focus on your passions and just do what you 
love and just do it properly and it'll because the application process is just very confusing it's very random in the US especially some people get in like to their you know uh, dream schools but get rejected by their safety so just there's no one formula um to going towards this so just stick to what you know and why this like goes into my second point about why you shouldn't stress about getting internships i personally just had like one two week internship um which is like the summer right before i applied and everyone and i was stressing out that time because everyone else had been doing internships in, since 10th grade um but what i realized was that i didn't really get an internship because i wasn't interested in research i wasn't interested in those kind of roles what i did a lot was um i volunteered i played on my school football team for 5 years and then um i was going to play for nationals but then covid but um so these were the activities that i ended up mentioning and i think that they probably had a bigger impact than that one two week internship that i just had which i didn't frankly care about that much and then getting involved in and out of school so it's important to have a balance here as well get involved in um clubs and any other publications and stuff that you can in school um and that you're interested in but also do your own thing outside of school if you like I don't know like maybe like gardening or something do that you can write about that you can end up writing an essay about that because essay topics and have the weirdest prompts so you can always find a way to fit your passions in and this comes into the next point about leadership i think especially in the us they really love people taking initiative and just sort of standing up for the causes they believe in and investing in those causes so i'm not telling anyone to just start a social initiative or something for the sake of it but if that's something that you feel really passionate about but you're apprehensive about it i would say go for it because i think um leadership shows a lot and leading an organization or a cause also teaches you a lot about yourself and um a lot of skills as well so about how to highlight your skills via sports i think um prathiti can speak more about this because i just mentioned this on my application but i didn't end up like speaking about this more but i did play football and i played it um for around um 5 years and i think what that shows is your level of commitment your dedication because you have to write the number of hours per week that you practiced you have to mention all of that so it shows all of those qualities so even if you think that it doesn't show it just think on a deeper level and i'm i promise you everything that you're looking for it's going to come through um, all these skills are going to come through through sports as well you don't have to look for a like traditional internship to you know showcase that and letters of recommendation so over here i just want to say that with letters of recommendation be very very specific and careful in who you choose as your um teachers who you ask like you know to give you recommendations because firstly it matters a lot and you need someone who's personally connected with you who's invested in you and who's invested in your growth and success and when i say this i mean that don't go to the like just because i always get 100 in psych doesn't like for example doesn't mean i should go to my psych teacher but if i've been someone who's struggling with chemistry and i've but i've shown a consistent growth curve and i've reached from like a 50 to a 100 for example over there and i've worked on it with my teacher that shows way more that teacher can write a lot more about my qualities my resilience my determination because she has this entire example to showcase and she can write for example that 
this is something she didn't deal with well this is something that she didn't like but this is how she grew through that process so also consider that you don't always have to go and you know show your best um like you know go to your best performing um subject teacher you can also um consider alternative options and also over here provide as much information as you can even though it seems like it's too much it's random information just provide anything that you've done in your life any story that you want so that they can write a very personalized letter of recommendation and the next point is how to navigate standardized testing so i think for this i just want to say that don't stress about it at the end of it nyu didn't accept my standardized testing cuz they said we only take ib results and we don't um they're not going to take your standardized testing so that was um so that was something um that i learned very late that lot of schools are te- lot of the schools i applied to were test optional and i think only two of the schools i applied to did take my sat results and i gave almost every sat and act attempt from 10th grade to 12th grade so it was just like don't waste money on it be clear if you're not applying to the us don't do it don't go into standardized testing and even though it's important to start early don't stress yourself out about it just because everyone else has started doing standardized testing when it's the right time for you if you haven't made a decision it's fine you can do it later it's not something that's super hard as well and we can move on now so how i approached my essay so i have to say my essays were like my favorite part of my applications because i love writing um and um this is something that challenged me the most as well because i really had to open up and i've gone through so many drafts with um priyanka auntie and my counselor they both helped me so much in my essay because they've helped me realize how um like how to just position the same things i was writing differently and just it i think it's probably the reason i got into most of the places that i did because i think this was a differentiating factor in my opinion and um yeah so in terms of how to approach your essays it's all about telling your personal story and tying all parts of your application together so this means tying your resume your activities your um the subjects you studied in school and um then just narrating it as your personal story so the best advice i can give is just write passionately if you can make your reader feel something your essay is going to stand out so think about this from the admissions officer's perspective if they are sitting and they're receiving like thousands of applications daily and then even if it's an essay about why do you want to do this major it it shouldn't read as something that oh you know i love psychology i love thinking about people i love observing people because i mean most people in psychology do but what is your personal connect to the subject why is it that you want to study this major at this school you can get really deep about it you can make a lot of connections i personally tied in how i did um i had my hls and ib were psychology bio and chemistry and i really did not want to do bio and chemistry i absolutely hated it so i wrote about how i realized that i love psychology and i don't like science and this is just the starting point of my learning because and how i don't feel like my uh, performance in those sciences perfect like particularly reflect my ability um for the future because i am choosing to do um a different thing so even if you've 
done something that's like you've sort of made a mistake in choosing your subjects it's not the end of the world you can always figure out how to position it and um just stay true to yourself dig deep reflect and get vulnerable i think this is the best advice that i can give this is what my seniors also told me and i feel like it really helped and yeah don't rehash your resume or talk about what you've accomplished instead talk about what you learned and why that learning is important in shaping your personal journey and um this is very important because they receive a copy of your resume anyway they don't want to read the same thing it's annoying for them and they feel you're going to come across as a bit arrogant as well so just sit down with yourself think about your entire life and everything that's happened it's going to take time it's going to be hard it's going to be frustrating but that just means it's going to be worth it as well and then the next part is the why x college essays so connect your personal story to what you want to do and convince the reader that they, you can't do it anywhere else so when people ask you so my essay was why and why you you have to convince them that i can't do this major anywhere else and if you don't let me come to your college like you know this is not going to my personal journey is very dependent on coming to your college that's basically what you need to convince them of so i wrote about my extended essay which was in psychology and how that connected to a professor's research in my major and how that connected to a social service club um which was on campus that focused on both the topics in that and then i talked about um um my major in connection to all of that and then obviously included parts of my personal story so i got very specific and i said that this is what i've done till now this is where i want to go and this is how it's going to help me get there and in terms of recycling essays do it it's going to save you time but at the same time please be careful cuz i know one of my peers he recycled his essays he sent the same essay with the name of like x school to y university and it was just a mess and like he said this is why i want to go to purdue for example and he sent it to uiuc so it was just like it was not it was not something that's good please don't make mistakes like that that's like the worst way you can you know make a mistake so just don't do that please cross check and don't be lazy with your essays at all and the last part is taking risks so for me i feel like this comes into the next part which i'll talk about briefly is just my fears was that i'm not going to get into college this is not something i can do everyone around me is getting into ivy leagues i've not even applied to ivy leagues and like you know i'm not on their level my grades are not good enough i'm not good enough these were all very real fears for me but again it comes down to the fact that you're not going to apply to college again you might as well just put your best application forward and let them figure out whether to reject you or not don't self reject like that's the only thing if i could say one thing to myself like in the past it would be don't self reject so now we can um, move on so this is just an excerpt of my common app essay so i'll just read it out I've changed six schools across two countries. It's been 5 years since I moved back to India, and every time I face the same fears of not fitting in. I spent my first year back in India trying to be like everyone else. I watched YouTube videos to get rid of my British accent, listened to the same music as my peers, and started entirely omitting the fact that I had lived in London. I believed that the less they knew, the less they could judge, and the easier it would be for me to fit in. soon i made friends but i never truly felt like myself instead i felt like an outsider looking into their world rather than being a part of it i had lost my identity without ever truly owning it 
So this was the beginning of my journey map, and now I'm moving. Just for the sake of uh, time, maybe yeah. you don't need to read it. Let them just quickly go through your end. Give them a couple of seconds. We'll share the. Uh, Yeah, just put the fine. Uh, then I'll move to the next slide, please. So students, just read it. You want to take a picture and read it later because we want to have enough time to answer your questions and Prathiti to present. Uh, I also just want to add that essay is what uh, Priyanka Aunty helped me with the most. Um, she just repositioned the paragraphs, and then it just it just flowed like completely made complete sense. So I'm just so grateful for her for doing that because I was so stressed. I was like, no, this is not right. There's something missing. But then she just fixed it. And it is true. Sometimes it's it's just a structure. Sometimes it's just a word. Sometimes it's just a line. And that is why I think having a mentor, having someone who understands language and essays, really really helps. Ninad, you want to move on, please? Yeah, I'm just going to quickly wrap up. And um, this is stuff that I've said before. But, you know, just don't try. I know it's really hard and easier to say. Um, but just don't compare yourself to others. Everyone's on their own journey. Everyone has different priorities. They're not the same as yours. And focusing on them isn't going to help you at all. So don't focus on others. Focus on your own journey. And don't focus again on brand value too much. I think this wasn't me, but it was my mom who was very concerned with me just going to my safety because I was so scared of not getting in. And that time I was going to ED my safety. But um, like even if there are any parents on the call, just make sure there is a balance because your child is going to be staying in another country for the four, for like three to four years and their happiness is also like equally important because they're going to have to manage everything by themselves. And again, not networking enough. This comes with the shyness, but if you know it's uncomfortable, you know you have to do it. So just do it. Just stop thinking about it and do it. And this is a big one, underestimating the availability of scholarships. So I just assumed as an international student, I wouldn't, First, A, I wouldn't have the access to scholarships. And secondly, if I did, um, applying for them would make me less, like, you know, competitive or it would, like, it would be harder for me to get into that college. But I'm talking about merit scholarships here. So here I found out that there were a lot of merit scholarships and I did end up getting one and I didn't know I was eligible for it when I received it. So I was really surprised. But don't make that mistake. Research it well in advance. Sometimes you just require a 300-word extra essay to apply for a merit scholarship, and that has um, usually no effect on your application. So make sure you consider that as well. And again, so when I say listen to your counselor, but don't take what they say to heart, this is I'm talking about my school counselor. So she was like, oh, you're not going to get in to NYU. Like, you know, no one gets in and you can't apply regular decision to such a place and everything. And obviously that's not easy for anyone to hear. So it did take a toll on my confidence as well. But like my counselor, my external counselor, which was Jamie and Priyanka auntie had like a lot more faith in me than I did in myself. And they pushed me into applying. And I think that was, I'm so grateful for them for doing that because I think that I'm here where like right now because of them. Thank you, Tanisha. As always, the sensitive one who gives all benefits and credit to someone else. Prathiti, I think you should start now. And don't you don't have to rush. We do have a little time, but yes, be mindful. I think the advice is done, so let's just move on, Ninad. 
Okay, so I'll just introduce myself briefly. So my name is Pratiti. I'm a junior majoring in computer science at Carnegie Mellon, and I'm also minoring in business. Um, I've been involved in human-computer interaction for the last uh, couple of years, and that's something that I'm also really interested in. And I've also been swimming for about 16 years, and that plays a big role in what I'm going to say in the future slides. So that's something I wanted you to know. Um, okay, so with regard to selecting colleges, um, you probably already have a dream college in mind. I did, uh, and that was one of the mistakes I made because my dream college was not really based on any of the things that Tanisha mentioned earlier, which is all things that you should take into account while selecting where you want to go. I chose Stanford as my dream college because my favorite swimmer in the world went there, and I thought I would be able to take classes with her and like become friends with her or whatever. Uh, that's definitely not the right idea when you're choosing your colleges, and um, you should also consider all of the points that Tanisha mentioned. For me, the points were um, slightly different because I mostly just considered uh, my major. I knew what major I wanted to go into. I knew I wanted to go into either electrical engineering or computer science. So um, I basically just took like the top 25 schools and then shortlisted from there to see where I wanted to go. Um, and definitely also choose target and safety schools because uh, at, at the end of the process, if you get into, say, your safety school, you should still be really happy to go there if you don't get in anywhere else. Uh, and you should feel like uh, you'll be successful there. Uh, I think that's really important. Um, for me, it was also a little bit sports dependent. Not, It didn't turn out to be at the end because I chose Carnegie Mellon, which doesn't really have much sports. But most of the other colleges that I got accepted to um, were had really great swim teams and uh, that played a big role in my deciding to both apply there and potentially attend there. Um, we can go to the next slide. Okay, so um, researching your colleges is super important. This was what I spent most of the time on on my application process and this was something I had the help of um, both my counselors on, both Priyanka Ma'am and Alyssa, my uh, counselor from ExceptU. Um, for me, the main part of the research was focused on the academic aspect of the school because uh, ultimately that, that was what I was going to focus on in my four years over here. I came from an IIT preparation background, so uh, academics was very important to me. Uh, at the same time, I knew that I didn't want to focus on just a very theoretical engineering major or a theoretical computer science major. So that's why having it be an interdisciplinary school was very important to me. Um, when I say interdisciplinary, I mean that you can apply your major to a lot of other subjects. So for example, if you put computational before basically any other subject, you have a, a, a really normal subject also. I mean, what I mean is you can say computational finance or computational biology or computational psychology. And those are all actual fields. And um, most of the colleges that I applied to also had these pathways, um, especially CMU, which has like seven different majors or eight different majors within their computer science department itself. Um, another thing that was important to me was the availability of internship and research opportunities, because ultimately the goal for me getting out of college in the U.S. was to find a job. Uh, and to find a job, I would need to have like, the the right background for the jobs that I wanted to do. So I would build that by uh, participating in internships and doing research. So uh, 
So actually, a lot of schools in the U.S. do offer undergraduate research opportunities. CMU is very uh, unique in that even as a freshman in your first semester, you can get research with professors at the top of their field and you can participate in like absolutely new research, which nobody else has ever done before. That's really cool to me. So that was something that uh, played a big role in my deciding to go here. Um, I'm also going to. So one of the main things that I did, as I said before, was spend a lot of time researching each school. So I Googled as much about the school as I could. Um, and sometimes this this was in slightly strange ways. So as I mentioned before, I've been a swimmer for 16 years. Um, I'm a complete swim nerd. I follow swim meets all over the world. I have like 50 different favorite swimmers that I follow every everything that they do about. Um, so I read Michael Phelps's book when I was eight years old, and he went to University of Michigan before the 2008 Olympics to swim there. So uh, when I was reading the book, I didn't know anything about U.S. colleges, but I remember that he went to UMich, and he talked about all of these restaurants in Ann Arbor and um, some of the professors that he met over there and some of the teammates that he met in um, the swim club over there. And so when I was actually applying to colleges, I remember that and then like did a little bit more research into that and the specific pool that he swam at because it's always been a dream of mine to visit or maybe swim there. Um, and I mentioned this in my UMish essay. And I said that like I always wanted to swim at Canham Natatorium. This is where Michael Phelps swam. The coach is awesome here. I said it in like slightly more poetic words, but that was the gist of it. Um, and that was like, that's like not a very commonly known fact. And it kind of shows that you've done your own research into the school that you want to go to. Uh, it shows your own interest. Uh, and it shows that you have the ability to go deeper than most other people do. So um, that's something that I would definitely recommend. It doesn't have to be this esoteric, but uh, it could be anything. And uh, it should probably be related to something that you're interested in. And the school also has uh, at a very high level or something like that. Um, uh, also, for your social life, everybody has different priorities on where this falls on their list. For me, it wasn't super high, so I didn't really factor it in into my college decision, but uh, I'm sure lots of people do. So that's something that you might want to look at, whether they're fraternities and sororities and clubs and organizations, um, whatever it is that you would like. Uh, but that's something to also look at. Um, next slide, please. Okay, so extracurriculars. So my main extracurriculars were swimming, a little bit of research, um, and some writing. So, and, and a little bit of reading also, I guess. So that, that ties into what I'm going to say later. So, um, mostly what I wanted to say was you don't need to do like 10 different activities just because there are 10 slots on the common application, uh, application. Um, I did, so most of my time in school went into swimming because I had practice in the morning and then practice in the evening. And then there was like dry land training and a bunch of different things that took up most of my time during the week. So I didn't really have the time for a lot of other um, activities. Um, but I really, really love swimming and I wanted to make sure that that came across. So I had lots of swimming related activities. So one was definitely just swimming itself. Um, I was also a swimming journalist. So I wrote for Swimming World magazine for a year and a half. 
that was something I really loved because it tied together my two interests of writing and swimming. Um, I was also a certified coach. I am still a certified coach, but I didn't really um, continue on the path to like higher certifications. But like all of these three things together meant that I truly showed that my passion for swimming was not just like uh, a fleeting thing. It was not just something I did for college. It was something that I was actually interested about and that came through in my um, application and in my essays. Um, when I say it doesn't have to be super fancy, what I mean is that I read a lot. Um, it can be just something as simple as reading. Uh, several colleges asked me for the list of books that I'd read in the last year or so. And I had like lots of those. So uh, I, I wrote down this list of like 30 or 35 books that I'd read and a line or two about each of them and why, what I learned from them and why I thought they were good books or not so good books. Uh, and that was a perfectly fine extracurricular to put on my application. And actually one of my essays for Carnegie Mellon was what is one book that has uh, changed your life or something like that. And so I wrote about uh, this book about introversion because I am an introvert and I find it difficult to talk a lot and I'm not very outgoing in general. So uh, I wrote about that. Um, yeah, basically what I mean to say is that you should choose your extracurriculars to be what you are interested in, not just what you think will look good on a college application. Um, next slide, please. Okay, so the essays, like Tanisha, that is my favorite part of the application as well, because I love writing. Um, and as I said, I did a lot of research, so I put all that research to good use, especially in YX College. Um, so, for example, for my CMU essay, I wrote about this one artificial intelligence class that I wanted to take. Um, and I, I took it last semester and it was really good. But, like, it was um, pretty in-depth because I had researched uh, the, the kind of artificial intelligence topics that they taught in the course, the professors who generally taught the course, and, like, tied together the professor's research and the course that I wanted to take and my own interest um, in it as well. Um, you're probably going to have to do a lot of drafts of the essay, and that's fine, because uh, that's what makes your essays a lot better. Um, I also found that at the end of the process, my essays looked completely different to what they were initially. And uh, it's pretty cool to look back at it and see the first draft and the last draft and see the changes that have happened. This was also the part where I had the most help from my Accept You counselors, um, from Priyanka Ma'am and from Melissa. And uh, I probably sent like hundreds of emails regarding my essays to them and like one specific paragraph or one specific line. Um, I was also very nervous about the essays because I, my main essay was based on swimming, but I wasn't planning on like being a varsity swimmer in college. So uh, I was worried about whether colleges would even take me seriously then, because if you're not going to swim in college, then why are you writing about it in your essay? But I took the risk and it worked out. So um, take risks too. Um, and you probably already know why you want to study your preferred major. But uh, when I say brainstorm, I mean uh, go a little bit more in depth. Um, think about beyond just this is a cool subject and I think I'm good at it to what parts of the subject interest you and uh, what you might want to do with the subject later on. Um, so for me, this was important because I knew that I wanted to do something that would have real world impact. 
And uh, the two things that came to my mind were technology and business, um, because you basically can't do anything without tech- technology right now, and business is kind of the base for everything. Um, and I knew that with computer science, I could apply that knowledge to any field that I wanted. When I came into college, I was thinking of doing um, computer science with sports because I wanted to make some sort of fancy device for swimmers across the world that would function underwater. Um, through my three years in college, that has shifted a little bit, but uh, that was the base idea. And uh, everybody should have some sort of thought process on what you want your major to be able to lead to later on. Um, and make sure that your story is believable. So when I say this, I've read lots of essays in which people talk about specific courses that they want to do, but they don't realize that that course is maybe not available to their major or is a graduate level course um, or basically isn't believable. And the admissions counselors will probably know this. So like, for example, if I said that I wanted to take grad level machine learning and I just put the course number because it sounded cool, like that would have probably removed me from the running because that's not something that I could potentially do. That's not feasible for me to do. Uh, And it would be clear that I was just saying that just to add something to my essay, which wasn't the objective. Um, Also, you probably don't want to say stuff like, I want to completely change the world with this new invention that I'm going to make in the next one year, because that might not happen. Um, And your story should both be believable and tie your entire application together. Um, So for me, that was kind of what I did. Um, I don't know if I have a slide of this later, but um, the opening hook to my why computer science essay was uh, Netflix and Amazon recommendations. So how Amazon and Netflix and Google, for that matter, also just seem to know what you're thinking exactly. And uh, the algorithm behind that really interested me because I wanted to know how they predicted things with such great accuracy and uh, how they were able to find like 98% recommended matches on LinkedIn, for example. Uh, And so the thing that tied it together was that, well, computer science and algorithms form these decisions. I want to learn how these decisions get built. And so therefore, I want to study computer science. Um, Yeah, I guess that's it for essays. Okay, so this was the start of my Common App essay. I will recommend Prosity. We will not read it. Students, mm-hmm. if you want, take a picture. But if you want to reach out to us later as a mentor or understanding of essays, of course, we'd be more than happy to guide you and do that for you. Um, Hina, do you want to move to the next page, the closing hook? It was an incredible essay, and she worked very, very hard at it. And I still, I think just reading one line makes me feel that tender spot of the efforts you put in, Pradhiti. Um, The next one, please. Next slide. Okay, so the additional information essay, I'll just say two lines on that. Uh, the, The Common App allows you to write a little bit more and an additional essay on anything else that you might have missed in your application otherwise. So I chose to write that on my social work. Uh, actually, I forgot to mention that was also like one of my activities. Um, 
So basically, I took this space to write about something that had not been talked about previously in my application and would also add something new to my application. Uh, there's no point in just writing something that's already on your resume or already somewhere else. So you can read it if you want to take two minutes to do that or like one minute to do that. I also just want to mention this is also tied into swimming because I swam the marathon. Um, so basically a lot of my application revolved around swimming. You would probably need to move on. Um, this essay actually brought it to you. It was one of the most fantastic essays because it moved from her desire that, oh, I love the applause to how she realized that it was way, way beyond the applause, what she was trying to do or what she was trying to achieve. So definitely do reach out to us if you want to read these essays. But this is very important. Prakriti has been in college, so I'd like her to walk a little about what college should be like. Okay, so I'm now in my third year of college. So uh, I think I can give you a few tips on your first year. Uh, maybe you're not thinking that far ahead yet, and that's completely fine. But in case you are. So... Um, you're going to have a lot of new terminology in U.S. colleges. It's not like Indian schools. I don't know about Ivy, but it's not like the schools that I had been in. Um, you have office hours. You have job days. You have TAs who are willing to help you with anything that you want. Uh, and you should use all of these these new things that are available to you. Even if you feel like you look stupid for doing them, you really won't. And it really will help your understanding of the course material and help you to do well in um, the subject that you're doing. Especially if you're at a very rigorous school like mine, uh, you need all the help you can get. And so you shouldn't feel afraid to uh, use that. Um, definitely drop days was something I didn't know about before I got here. And I felt like if I used one, then it would I, I would feel like guilty or ashamed that I shouldn't be using it and I should be like submitting my work on time. But they're there for a reason. And uh, everybody knows that some parts of the semesters get really busy and you need the additional time to for a particular subject or for a particular assignment, and you should definitely use those. Uh, go to office hours, both TA office hours and professor office hours. Uh, a lot of my friends don't do this, um, but if you go to professor office hours specifically, there's usually not a lot of people there, and you can learn a lot both about the subject and about the professor's research. It can potentially help you get research opportunities later and uh, TAing opportunities. That happened to me uh, in my freshman year, so I went to this business professor's office hours um, a couple of times. I asked him for help because one of my exam scores was pretty low. Uh, and then he asked me to TA for him the next semester. Like he asked me to interview for it and then I got the TA position. Um, and that's something that happens pretty often. So uh, definitely take advantage of it. Uh, there are also like lots of clubs and organizations on campus. But in my first year, I went and signed up for like 30 clubs. Uh, and I'm on all of their mailing lists now, so I get like 30 emails every week, uh, which is not which is not great. I probably like actually attend five, um, but definitely explore everything that the school has to offer, and you'll find your own niche in in a few weeks or so. Um, and the most important thing that I want to say about your first year is, uh, at least at the schools that me and my friends have gone to, we have found that. Uh, we were no longer at the top of the class and we were used to being at the top of the class in uh, high school and in elementary and middle school and whatever. Um, but 
that's completely fine and that's completely normal. There has to be a bottom 50% also. You might be below average in your test scores. And that's completely fine as long as you're learning the subject and as long as you're enjoying yourself and understanding the material. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for my college tips. Yeah, so my main fear was I won't get in anywhere, which I guess is true for everyone. Um, yeah, I applied EA to offset this fear because I thought that I would get into some EA places, and I did. So that really helped for RD decisions because I knew that I already had schools that I would be really happy to go to, like U Michigan and Purdue. Um, and that sort of took care of that fear. But don't worry about this because, like, you're going to get in somewhere and it's going to be great. So don't worry. So thanks so much. Students, I really hope you enjoyed this. I wish when these kids were applying, they also had the opportunity to have so many advice given to them. Remember, you can see our social media. You can see our email address. If there's anything you want to ask, because of shortage of time, we're not going to do questions. These Both these kids are in U.S. and deserve to run away now and enjoy a bit of their weekend. But uh, send us the questions. We'll have them answering it. Reach out to us on our social media, the Instagram and Facebook, and we will make sure that we start sending you all the free resources for webinar. We have something that we've designed called the Accept You Academy, which is literally 10 whole classes of everything you need to know about how to apply, and we'll be very happy to share it with you. So once again, thank you so much, Pratiti. Thank you so much, Tanisha and Ninad for organizing this. And good evening. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. Pratiti Tanisha, stay safe, stay well in U.S. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.